0: Welcome to Eye on Houston, Houston's community affairs program reflecting the concerns, needs and events of our greater Houston communities.
4: I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us at our Women's Conference. We thank Enterprise Holdings for serving as our elected officials, underwriter, and of course, Wells Fargo for underwriting today's event, our Women's Conference. We thank our staff, volunteers, board of directors, exhibitors, and so many others for making today possible. Thank you. It is our great privilege to introduce our chairman for this year. Francisco Gonzalez. He is the Vice President of America for Inspire Brands, a multi-brand restaurant whose portfolio includes nearly 32,000 Arby's, Baskin Robbins, Buffalo Wild Wings, Dunkin's, Jimmy John's, Rusky Tacos, and Sonic Drive-In restaurants worldwide. Please welcome Vice President of the Americas, Inspire Brands, Francisco Gonzalez.
5: Thank you, Laura. Good morning, everybody. I have the honor and privilege of being the chairman of the board for the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for 2022. Welcome. We're going to have a great and fantastic meeting today. So again, welcome and thank you very much.
4: We'd like to welcome our underwriter from Wells Fargo, Thomas DeBees, Regional Banking Director of Southeast Texas Region.
0: Come Good morning so wonderful to be here today, and on behalf of over 3,000 Wells Fargo employees uh, in our Houston area, we couldn't be more proud to be an underwriter for today's event because small business and women-owned business and racially diverse-owned businesses are incredibly important to Wells Fargo. I applaud you all. You all are brave for starting your own small business, for running your own small business, and for doing everything possible to help the Houston community grow. And we want to thank the Hispanic Chamber for allowing us to be an underwriter today. And we thank you all for being here today.
4: Let's get started. Our first guest, she's a superstar. This is Giselle Greenwood, and she's a Latina who heads up the Houston Business Journal know there's a lot going on in Houston, COVID, people returning to work. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing out there? There are things that are important to this group with Ukraine, the economy. Let's get started. In terms of Houston specifically,
6: um, Houston's economy has been doing pretty well. Um, Lots of people are still hiring. um, Lots of people are getting out there. You know, things are starting to move, move forward. And so a lot of the business community is um, eager to get back to business as some sort of normalcy that we had, but they're also uh, realistic with our new norm. So, um, So yeah,
4: Houston is in a good position. What should this group know? I mean, there's a lot going on as it relates to getting back to work. A lot of companies struggling with negotiating, if you will, with employees, the productivity, how to measure that, how to monetize. What are a lot of the companies in Houston doing
6: in terms of what companies are are seeing as far as bringing employees back? Um, I've seen two cases: either they're starting to bring companies uh, employees back uh, either through a hybrid model or full hog, you know, um, or they're just they're still working remotely. I know my company personally we're all still remote. Um, and you know there's talks of bringing folks back and I think from a mental health perspective it's uh, it's important to kind of reconnect with your colleagues and and you know and acquaintances out in the business community. So g- coming to events like this certainly help get back into the groove.
4: So let's hear it for Giselle Greenwood. Thank you Giselle. Thank you, Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and let's hear it for Dr. Leisha Crumpton Young. She became the first African-American to earn a PhD from Texas A&M. Yes, yes. You've had challenges. How have you been able to push through so many of them?
7: Well, I will tell you, it's not easy. So I don't want anyone to think that it is easy. So for me, Dr. Laura, it's a process. It's a plan. I wake up every morning. I remind myself of my successes. So think about your successes. I also spend a lot of time meditating, listening to good music. I will say to you, we shouldn't be afraid to be our full selves. We should bring every aspect of who we are to everything we do.
4: If you look hard enough, I promise you there are good things that you can do and I wanna go back where we started. What you think in your head. Mm -hmm. Stop it, stop worrying. Give thanks for what you have. Blinking, talking, food, right now in this moment. You can walk, you can talk, you can see, you can blink. Focus on that and give that energy to help you cross that line. I want you to have the closing comments here. I totally
7: agree. I want you to simply seize the moment. Use the power of focus. Ignore all of the naysayers. Ignore all of the negative things. Ignore all of the bad advice. And please ignore fear, doubt, and worry. Please ignore fear, doubt, and worry and go out there and pursue your dreams and get what's rightfully yours. Claim your blessing and claim your victory. How many of you want to be victorious? I see it for you, I see it for you. And how can you not be victorious with this type of person leading a chamber that will support all of your businesses? It is certainly, certainly, certainly part of what you, I know you're committed to making sure they're successful, and I also want you to know that now that I'm here in Houston, just like that little lady that I met in College Station from Houston who changed my life, I'm committed to being part of the family that changed the lives of all of the people
4: in Houston. Thank you so much, isn't she wonderful? Come on, get up, let's give it out to our new president of Texas Southern University. Let's hear it for our next panelist. She is CEO of Big State Construction. She is Gabriela Smith. Let's bring her to the stage. Sheila Enriquez, who's with us today, and she is a partner. It's a big deal to be a partner at Crow. Let's hear it for Sheila Enriquez. Come on up, Sheila.
7: And
4: also joining us, Dr. Adrian Flores, CEO of Houston Behavioral Health. Come on up, Dr. Adrian. our board member Diva Iraso. Come on up, Diva. And Diva heads up. Uh Biomedic. She's president and has been a very active board member who serves on our foundation. Let's hear it for Diva Iraso, please. Tell us where you are now, and then I want you to help people understand the importance of seeking help.
2: Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. I mean, what a fantastic event today. Thank you, Dr. Murillo, for putting it together. And how, how do you follow what we just saw, this, this wonderful opportunity to see women in leadership that make decisions that change the world? We're not talking about decisions that change Houston. We're talking about decisions that change the world. So thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to talk here. Mental health, is health okay when we look at behavioral health in our country dr Lauda, we we have a stigma we we don't like to have to bother with people that are having issues in their mental health life let's say schizophrenia bipolar disease depression you know anxiety things that some people and and, and there are some folks out there that are currently right now in high profile positions that are suffering from these conditions but they're not willing to talk about it. Why is it that they don't wanna talk about it? Because we've stigmatized this. Thank you to television and music sometimes and movies, but myself, I'm the CEO of Houston Behavioral Healthcare Hospital. And as a physician, I see that changes in people's lives once you get to the right place that knows exactly what to do to help you to get through that particular situation. There's not one of you in this room, I will guarantee you, who is not currently or will or know someone who has had an issue with mental health. So why do we stigmatize it? Do we stigmatize high blood pressure? Do we stigmatize diabetes? No, we don't. So why do we stigmatize behavioral health? What I wanna do as CEO of Houston Behavioral or just simply a leader in mental health is to change how we see people with mental health issues. Depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar. In our hospital, we have 163 beds, and I can tell you, the majority of the time, they're full. But you know where we really need to look, Dr. Lauda? The future, our adolescents. I have 36 beds, sometimes 42, that are dedicated to adolescents, and that's a sad thing. Because those adolescents, when they get to a crisis mode, the parents don't know how to handle it. Their family doesn't know how to handle it. So what does that mean? That we're not educating the public. We are not doing our job to inform the public on what to look for, what to decipher when your teenager is showing out anger. Is that just because this particular adolescent is 15 or 16, or is there something behind it? I will tell you that the majority of the time when an adolescent has an anger issue and you start asking questions, you're gonna find out that there are issues that that parent may not have known, issues that we need to address. Once you do address them, and you're able to find the help you need, your adolescent will grow to be a very strong leader. But mental health is health and that's super important for us to take home today Dr. Lauda.
4: So I want to punt now to our friend Sheila Enriquez she's a superstar you are truly a pioneer in your space so I want people to know how you ascend it to this very high level a very male-dominated position because we have people in the room or who are in the corporate setting and think I'll never ascend to the top. You did, how did you do it?
8: Yeah, thank you for that. So I think a lot of it had to do with the right organization. So I was very lucky when I moved to Houston 16 years ago to have joined Briggs & Viselka, who then we we ended up joining Crow January 1st. And so Briggs & Viselka, we were 47 years old. I took over as CEO and managing partner in 2018. And that was all because of advocates. There's also something about making sure that you're comfortable in your own skin. And that was the biggest thing that I found with Briggs & Veselka, they let me be myself. So I came to this country 30 years ago, February of 92, as a college student, a college scholar. It was only supposed to be a six month stint. in my pocket, and all the the story of my life is really a story of serendipity, of meeting the right people, of doors opening, and just taking advantage of it. And as a minority, and as somebody that, I grew up in the Philippines, very hierarchical, very much respect for authority, you know, and, and not to say that that's not the case here, but certainly assertiveness is very much valued here. I had the right mentors and the right people to guide me so I think when I think back as to where I am and currently I'm now with we're now with crow, I'm the Texas market leader for Crow and Crow is a billion-dollar top 10 CPA advisory firm well we're very proud of you Sheila thank you diva if
4: you could provide us with some closing remarks or
5: advice that you might have for this group any advice <laughs> Okay. Uh, my advice is and as a woman, my passion is connect people. I love share with people. I think that all what you do, all what you give, is coming back. And always, I'm trying to help somebody to reach their goal. It's not easy, but all what you, eh, all the goals that you set, you can get if you work hard, uh, be focused on your goals and study all the options that you have. Um, and always think strategically because you need to know which are the different possibilities that you can face. Life is not easy, and you have to deal with all the situations as a woman, mother, and entrepreneur. And that is a really heavy weight in your shoulders.
8: Sheila. I do have an advice that um, I just want to share. It's really knowing your why what is your purpose in this world? You know, if, if you haven't already, it's a really great exercise and it could change depending on where, what stage life you're in, but the values, those are the things that shouldn't change. And I really just encourage you to define that because you will find yourselves in situations where your values will be challenged and you want to be able to have that ready so that you can say no when you feel like you're gonna say yes. So definitely know your why, your purpose, and keep the faith.
4: Sheila, thank you. Gabriela, any closing remarks? Use your resources, right? Use the LIFT funds, use the SBAs, use all the financial institutions
3: that are coming here. Use this network as a platform. Uh, Connect the dots. If you don't know something, somebody else does know it for you. So it's just asking that question. Asking, ask the question. And then, when you ask the question, expect
4: an answer, but also be prepared to respond. Thank you, Gabriela, for sharing that. Let's give our panel a round of applause. This is going to be an extraordinary panel, guys. Cindy Clifford, Claudia Aguirre, and Shauna Clark. Come on up, guys. Let's give them a round of applause. We saved, dare I say, the best for last Extraordinary women, and I'm so blessed to call these people not only extraordinary women, but my friends. Shauna Johnson Clark. She's a superstar attorney, guys, a partner. To be a partner at a law firm is very difficult. Very, very difficult. To do it as a black woman with four children, she's one of the very few in this country.
9: For me, you know, I didn't have that black woman who looked at like me. I wanted me 30 years ago, but I wasn't ready to be me. But what I did have was a 65-year-old white Italian-American man who was my sponsor. He put his, he and, and at the same time, he was one of the most powerful men in the firm, period. Not just in Houston, period. Picture was on the wall. And you know, if I didn't have if the Lord didn't give me discernment, I would have missed out on that. I would have left because there was no one who looked like me and I wasn't included and I, I didn't feel included. But, but he was there and I did what he told me to do. And you know, I took on the projects that other folks didn't want to have. And, and that's how you build your resistance. That's how you, your resilience, you know, you're taking on those projects and lo and behold, Every single one of them turned out to be that big matter that folks were like, "Who handled that?" And it's like Shauna Johnson, like, "Who is that?" It's like, it's just one of me, right? I mean, that, that Shauna Johnson. But 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 that's what it took. And and then when the kids came, um, you know, I didn't have this this view that I would be partner one day. I took it one year at a time. And when my son was born, it was, you know, it's God, family, then work. And I always held the job loosely. I worked as hard as I could, no no one outworked me. But at the same time, that wasn't my primary focus. So I didn't have this, this struggle between, you know, work and family. For me, it was using the resources that that are provided to you. They may not be the re- resources you expect to get. You may not have the mentor or the sponsor that you, you want to have, but if someone is willing to pour into your life, and I had people willing to pour into my life, and I'll say this too, all my sponsors, every single one of them uh, was a white male. Period. Period. And And now though, At this point, on this side, um, I've I've been fortunate enough to have my clients, and, and let me say this, my clients early on were all white men, saying, okay, this is my lawyer. Even today, it's very difficult to have people trust in people of color. To to take on the big important roles, to to, to have to inspire the confidence that they're going to trust their billion dollar matter to you or this couple hundred million dollar contract, and so. But I had, and I'm and I'm, I'm I continue to be grateful, and I continue, and that's why I, I pay that forward. I sponsor everyone who needs, within reason. But but I don't just I don't just look for people who look like me, because. That's not how it, now I do sponsor, I take that very seriously. I, I, I know what I long to have when I started, and so other women who come in to the firm and they long to have what I had, what I wanted, I provide that, but, but it's not limited. And so you just have to be open to everything that, that, that's there for you but it just might not look like what you expect it to look like.
4: I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you look for the positive side of something, you'll find it. I wanna turn to our next guest, and she's a dear friend, running Baker Ripley, and she has done it, I'll tell you, in a very hands-on, boots on, ready to do whatever it takes. She's gone after federal funding and all types of things to make sure that this city, this county, has what it needs, and so, my dear friend Claudia, I am so extraordinarily thank proud you. of you. Thank you.
3: Thanks. So, uh, Laura, I wanted to say to the to the women in this room, uh, I thank you for being here. But mostly to the men, you are going to be so much better for today. You're going to be so. Yeah. You're going to be leading. So much better. As Laura and Shauna have said, men have really been um, the catalyst for so many of us. So you are getting a glimpse of the next generation of women that you support. So I really just applaud the men here.
4: Um, Claudia has done a tremendous job it is so important that we have strong nonprofit leaders in this city, in this country. My story is probably
3: like so many of yours. Um, mine's an immigrant story, and um, but it's a little different because we were doing very well in Mexico. My father, a bank executive, I mean, very, very well, and we had a great um, uh, life. Until you know the unexpected happens and a recession hits Mexico, and we have to make a choice of what to do, and we decided to come to the states. Um, but my father doesn't speak Spanish. I mean English. None of us speak English, and that looks quite different for a man who I saw as an eight-foot tall powerful leader. When we walked into places in Mexico, it was, he was honored. He was you know, looked at as this grand leader. Um, and so I remember one day we went to ask for help. We were at a food pantry. My father at that point was selling uh, door-to-door encyclopedias um, until we could figure out what kind of job he could get, and he was going to school, night school, to learn English. And so I remember going into a pantry, and I looked over to my father, who I continued to think he's the most powerful, most amazing man, and his face, I looked down. He looked like he was three feet tall, having to go ask for help having to go and stand in line for something. And so that day, that day, I knew that anyone who was down on their luck, anyone that needed that hand up, that it was going to be my purpose. I think Sheila talked about it and others talked about it, about the why. That was the day I realized that I would do everything in my power to lift everyone so that no one no child should look at their father or mother ashamed and embarrassed, and that experience um, in the next 28 years would lead lead me to where I am, leading Baker Ripley. Wow, that's a beautiful story, Claudia.
4: I have learned so much from Cindy Clifford. Oh my God, okay. I really have, and she's got an extraordinary background with challenges and you name it and look at her now. She sits here as one of the most powerful women in this city. She does, again, public relations, marketing, branding. Uh, she's an entrepreneur herself. She, she's she got just a variety of things that
1: she keeps up with. First of all, I'm so honored to be on a panel with Claudia, Shauna, and Laura. And Laura, thank you. Thank you for all you do for not only minorities, but women, minority women, and everyone. I mean. Your impact on this community is broad and wide. Thank you. you. I am very fortunate to um, have a company that does PR, lobbying, marketing, and um, it keeps me very, very busy. But I try to also make time for the community by serving on boards. When you get a seat at the table, make sure you try to bring others in. Try to bring others in. Look out for somebody else. Look out to say, who around me at my work, or in the community, on a board, whatever you're doing, bring other women to the table. Yeah, if if I could follow
9: up on that. And if you get a seat at the table, and you're afraid to use your voice, just leave. Look, if, if you are not comfortable with the influence that you've been given, then give it to someone else because you're holding a seat and you are delaying progress. In fact, it feels a little regressive to me having you here and you're quiet.
4: I know you have a dream. You don't know you have a dream because you're not listening to the voice in your head. Listen. Project it, write it down, visualize it. Look at yourself in the mirror. You'll be amazed at what you can do. And I know Shauna, she has not reached the height of her potential. You know, she's been raising four children. So as they grow and do their thing, Oh, you better watch out because Shauna's coming. I received that. Thank you very much. I do. Yes, you have to believe in yourself. And so, what we'd like to do now, guys, is I want everybody to stand up and say thank you to our panelists. Let's stand up. Let's stand up, everybody.